In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hello, welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Aileen. Sammy is not here. I think she's on vacation again. I'm so jealous of her life. Um, today, I am joined by an incredible guest. We've been waiting to have you um, come talk on this podcast. We have Tanya Zuckerbrot. Hi. Hi. She's So she is the founder of F Factor. I'm sure all of you have heard all about F Factor through literally your friends, Instagram, everything. She is a celebrated registered dietitian, author of two best-selling books, and now a global health and wellness speaker. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So I, so I went to um, this UJA uh, like panel, and I went because Matt from the Live Method Everybody listens knows Matt now by now um, was speaking, and you were also speaking. So I heard you speak, and immediately I was like, "Let's get her on." So thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited to be here. Um, me too. I'm so happy to have you. Um, so, okay. So tell us, what is the F factor? Tell everybody, what does the F stand for? Sure. Um, um, yeah. The F stands for fiber. Um, F factor, in its most basic premise, is a high fiber, high protein diet. But mm -hmm. once you get to understand the program more, the F can stand for friends, family, <laughs> freedom, <laughs> and free time. Because we teach you how you can work out less and get an optimizer results. But the F originally stood for this high fiber intake, which was a byproduct of my clinical background prescribing high fiber diets in a clinical setting, particularly to cardiovascular and diabetic patients. And my thought was that by prescribing high fiber diets, I could lower cholesterol and manage blood sugar levels to either reverse a clinical condition, manage it, uh, minimize symptoms, or get a patient off of medications. Okay. And what ended up happening after following the high fiber diets I had created all these patients were getting healthier, and we found that out by doing repeat blood workups. They'd return to their cardiologists or mm -hmm. their endocrinologists who had originally referred them, and they saw, wow, cholesterol's coming down. Wow, sugars are being managed, but mm -hmm. something else occurred. Across the board, all these patients were losing weight. Yeah. And I had not set out to produce weight loss, so even I'm sitting there sort of dumbfounded, like, why are these clients losing weight? And I realized that all the fiber that I was prescribing for the clinical benefits uh -huh was resulting in keeping these patients feeling so full throughout the day, they were naturally doing less unnecessary snacking or less overeating. Right. And the most interesting part was, because I was not working in a hospital, I was working in my own clinical private practice, I was working in what we call an outpatient setting. Yeah. So these patients were living their lives. They were going to work, they were going out socially, they were attending family gatherings. So they were changing their life and their health without compromising their lifestyle. Right, So okay. what ends up happening is that if someone I always joke that if I was a chiropractor and I fixed your back and you walked into a party, mm -hmm. no one's going to be like, wow, her back looks so good. <laughs> but if you lose... So <laughs> Right. <laughs> Look at that posture. <laughs> so sexy. But if you lose 20 pounds in a few months, people are going to be like, hey, what happened? And the result was these clinical patients were like, you know, my cardiologist made me go to this woman to lower my cholesterol. And I also lost weight. And I was never hungry. I was dining out. I'm drinking cocktails. Yeah. So my phone started to ring. 
with referrals from okay. these clinical patients. It was like their friends and their family members saying, hey, I'm friends with John, I'm friends with Jane. My cholesterol's fine or my sugars are fine. Can I get the weight loss part of what he or she did? Yeah. And that was the birth of F-Factor. Completely stumbled upon it. I never expected to end up as like a weight loss guru. Mm-hmm. Um, after finishing my residency at NYU, where your rotations include oncology, renal, cardiovascular rotations, right. you work in the ICU. I really saw myself more as a clinical dietitian closer to a doctor than someone that was going to help people to lose weight. It felt like beneath my skill set. Okay, yeah. Um, and I'm not poo-pooing it because obviously it's where I've landed. <laughs> so I don't want to minimize you know, who I am or the work that I do. But um, when people say, did you always know you're going to do this? I was like, no, it really was like a very happy accident. Was it in the beginning of your career or was it sort of like you were practicing for a while and then all of a sudden this sort of just happened? It really was in the beginning because when I went into private practice, I knew I wanted to work in a clinical setting. I had just finished my residency at NYU and I have this Mother Teresa Mm -hmm. complex. I want to change the world, make the world a better place, (laughs) save the world, get people healthier. So Mm -hmm. I reached out to endocrinologists and cardiologists um, in the hope that they would refer clients to me. Because I had studied nutrition at NYU, what I knew about fiber was that it could lower cholesterol mm-hmm. and it could help to slow down gastric emptying. So I knew the clinical applications of fiber. Interestingly enough, this is going to age me, 20 years ago, if you were to look at my textbooks from NYU, there's nothing about fiber and weight loss. Mm-hmm. There was no correlation in, in, in the textbooks, or at least those that I was learning from. Yeah. So when I was prescribing fiber, it was truly for the health benefits. Until, and, and, and still... To this very day, I always tell people the weight loss that you experience with F-Factor is a byproduct of getting healthy. And mm-hmm. people are like, yeah, yeah, but I want to lose weight. I'm like, uh, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> did you? <laughs> I want to make sure you're healthy. Did you change what they were eating in addition to adding fiber, like your original patients? It's such a great question. It's one of the questions I love the most. Like, how is F-Factor different? Which is not what you asked, but the answer is going to be the same. F-Factor is different from other diets, which all diets have to create a caloric deficit, but you have to do it typically through omission. You're going to cut out carbs, cut out sugar, cut out. So you're cutting something out with F-factor because anything we're removing, we're replacing. Like F-factor creates a caloric deficit through addition. By adding in fiber, you're Mm going to displace other foods because you're just not going to have the hunger for it. So with these patients, it wasn't like take this out. It was more just eat more fiber. And the more fiber you're eating, the less room they had for some of the other things. So it sort of happened as a natural byproduct of encouraging people to eat more fiber, which filled them up so much, mm-hmm. they were eating less of the foods that weren't serving them. Now with F-Factor, it's very prescriptive. It's a yeah. formula. So you're going to eat this on step one. We give you, obviously, oh, yeah. so t- a so lot of So tell everybody, leeway. like, yeah. what what is the premise? Like, brief summary. I know you have sure. step one, step two. So our saying is, and that's what F-Factor is a philosophy of combining fiber and protein at every meal. We say fiber and protein at every meal makes losing weight no big deal. So fiber <laughs> okay. is in fruits, vegetables, whole grains. Um, high fiber cereals, high fiber crackers. I mean, there's many ways of getting Mm -hmm. fiber. And protein is beef, pork, lamb, veal. It's like red meat, but it's also poultry. Um, It's uh, fish and seafood, eggs, cheese. And if you're vegan, uh, tofu and seitan. So no matter Mm -hmm. what your uh, philosophy is about food, like whether you're vegan or not, you absolutely can eat the F-factor way. Um, So you want to combine those two foods. And it's moderate fat. It's not a no-fat diet. It's you get moderate amounts of fat. So you're combining all three food groups from day one, which is also really important for a well-balanced diet. You shouldn't omit yeah. anything in its entirety. Okay. Um, so we break down um, the program is step one, step two, step three. Step three is your maintenance. Step one really outlines what carbs you should be eating in order to force your body to burn fat for fuel, meaning 
F factors based on science, and I'm going to try and deliver this in the least confusing way in a, in a short sort of soundbite because yeah. there's a whole chapter. <laughs> so I'm like, how do I how do I get a whole chapter into two sentences? In the absence of glucose, the body burns fat for fuel. Yeah. So what does that mean? All carbohydrates get converted to glucose. So carbs are great, guys. Please do not think that you should not be eating carbs. You need carbs for energy. Without mm. carbs, you feel weak, tired, shaky, cranky. If you're an athlete, you absolutely need carbs. Athletes carbo-load. Yeah. But even someone who just works out a few times a week or if you're, you understand that your central nervous system needs carbs, so just to think clearly, you need carbs. Too much carb will be converted into body fat because you store it as glucose and your glycogen stores are limited. You store carbs in your muscles and in your liver. Mm -hmm. If you eat more carbs than your body burns, or then your body can store even, the excess will be converted to fat. So what I have Even if you're out, eating in a deficit? In a total caloric deficit? Yeah. If you're eating in a total caloric deficit, it's unlikely you're going to overfill your glycogen stores because the calories mm -hmm. are so low. Okay. So the idea is there's only so much fuel you can store. So if okay. you think of carbs as fuel, and that's why I said carbs are not bad. They're actually good. It's just energy. Okay. But think of your, store, your storage capacity almost like a car. And there's a limited amount of gas that can go into the tank. Mm -hmm. If you put in more gas than the tank can hold, it would spill out, which is a yeah. waste, you know, right? Because right. it's the gas. Yeah. But in your body, eating extra carbs doesn't spill out. It'd be great. It means you could eat all the carbs you want. You'd never <laughs> gain weight. In your body, when you exceed what you can store, yeah. it will be converted into fat. And that's why even the healthiest carbs, such as quinoa or cherries or skim milk, can still be converted into body fat. Got so it. one of the things that I really take a lot of time to explain to my clients or on social media is I want people to be educated. I want to empower them. Everything I've just shared with you about glycogen storage capacity, then we'll talk about how fiber plays a role. None of this is my intellectual property. Mm -hmm. okay. I've packaged it. I've called it F-factor, but it's just science. It's like if I came in here and I told you one plus one equals two, that's not my <laughs> math equation, but you're learning something that may feel counterintuitive or mm -hmm. different than some of the other things you've heard. And that's why I always say, I'm always open to a healthy dialogue because I don't say anything in the nutrition space that I cannot back up with published journal studies. And that has to do with being in the media for 20 years. I was a correspondent for Fox. I used to have a diet blog there, a weight, uh, nutrition blog. And when you have an editor or even if you go on television with a producer and you're going to talk about science or about something within medicine, you have to have published journal studies. They're going to want the literature. Right. So, I think I'm trained like that. And therefore, I can deliver messages that sound really disruptive and counterintuitive and almost too good to be true. And that's why I always say to people, ask me, where, where is this coming from? Because science is really the foundation of F-Factor. Um, okay, that's really helpful to know. And I'm sure everybody wants to know that it, where it's coming from. Um, just through, the, about the diet. Like, so you have step one, step two, step three. Can you talk through, like, actually how, because you were saying, like, you have a certain amount of storage for carbs. How many grams of carbs are you prescribing to people? And I know it's obviously different per person based on everything, um, their whole body composition, everything um, that's going on with them, height. <laughs> so how, yeah, how much are you prescribing per step? Okay. So people say, how many carbs can I eat on step one? And it's not how much carb because it's the net carb. So okay. total carbohydrate is how much you're going to ingest. So if you ingest 300 grams of carbs and you have no fiber in your diet, the net is 300 grams. That 300 grams is what will be converted into glucose. Yeah. If you eat 300 grams and 200 grams of fiber, the net is 100 grams. So we're not focused on your total carb intake. I'm focused on your net carb intake. Okay. Because fiber is indigestible, which is what is so cool. I mean, I also, 
uh, we'll get to the steps, but then I, I want to explain to people why fiber. Yeah. Um, because it's the name of the company. Yeah. <laughs> and certainly it's not the sexiest thing in the world. They could have yeah. come up with way sexier <laughs> like names for my company than <laughs> F-Factor. Um, it's catchy. Well, I guess sort of now, but back in the day, I'd be like at a party and someone's like, are you that fiber lady? I'm like, oh God, I need a sexier name than this. Like that fiber lady is just, I could do better than that. <laughs> now I accept it gladly because I think fiber, um, you know, has improved its reputation. I, I yeah. used to joke fiber needs a publicist because <laughs> people used to think that fiber was like about laxation, like Metamucil, prunes. I'm like, right. oh my God, guys, fiber is the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> it has no calories. It has no carbs. It revs up metabolism. It pulls fat and calories out of your body. Once again, sounds too good to be true. Yeah. We'll talk about it in a minute. I'm going to back all that up. But yeah. I want to answer your question because I failed to do that in the past 10 minutes. You keep asking <laughs> okay. the same question. You're like, hey, back to my question. <laughs> Three steps. Step one is what we call jumpstart. And it is a formula where we are giving you options for breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. It's four meals. Mm -hmm. So you're going to eat breakfast and then four hours later, lunch, around anywhere from three to five hours, but typical day, breakfast, lunch, snack, and dinner. You get to have four meals on that factor. Um, and you do learn how to count carbohydrates and fiber. And every day you have the opportunity in F-Factor to self-validate. It's mm -hmm. almost like you get to fill in this form and we have a free app that actually does the accounting for you. Or if you're old fashioned, you want a journal and pencil, you can yeah. do it yourself. But the idea is, the goal is every day to get at least 35 grams of fiber because that's what's going to keep you full. Yeah, Because when you create a caloric yeah. deficit, typically you're hungry. That's why most diets lead you to feeling deprived and denied and worst of all, hungry. And that's why they're not sustainable. Mm -hmm. The fiber and F-factor keeps you feeling really full. Yeah. So I want to make sure you're getting 35 grams of fiber for satiety, for revving up metabolism, and for the health benefits. Okay. I want to make sure that your net carbs are beneath 35 grams so that the body is forced to burn fat for fuel. Now, how do I know this is effective? Because we use a machine at the at the uh, practice called the InBody, where we measure complete body composition. On day one, we would measure you, tell you how much muscle you have, how much fat you have, what your metabolism is. And every single week that you come in, we continue to measure because the scale does not give a full picture. Mm -hmm. Weight on a scale does not tell you what is fat, water, muscle. So I don't want, I always say, I'm not in the weight loss business. I'm in the fat burning business. I don't want you losing weight. Weight could be muscle. Weight could be water. For I sure. only want you burning fat. So every week we are monitoring our patients, uh, not their ability, but the fat burning that's occurring. And we also regulate their metabolism. On most low calorie diets, metabolism slows down. Okay. And that is just, that, that's just science. I mean, that's just understanding. If you go online and use a basal metabolic, count, mm -hmm. uh, you know, count, what do you call yeah, it? I could uh, calculate calculator. people's Thank in you. my head. And <laughs> so the point is that typically the smaller you are, the more weight you lose, the metabolism starts to slow down because the thinking is the smaller the body, the fewer calories the Less body has calories. to expend, yeah. you know, to run itself. With F factor, despite the fact that our clients lose upwards 50 pounds, 60 pounds, they're not slowing down their metabolism. How is that possible? because of two reasons. Number one, fiber has a thermogenic effect. What does that mean? The more fiber you eat, the faster your metabolism. Okay. Now, how is that possible? Fiber <laughs> has zero calories, but your body tries to break it down. And this is what we call thermogenesis. In your body's attempt to break down fiber, you're going to be burning calories. Right. It's almost like how you do cardio, right? Like you're burning calories. So the reason you're not disappearing after every meal is because you're still taking in calories, but you're burning off a larger percent than if the meal had no fiber. So the more fiber you're eating, you are maintaining your metabolic rate. You're not going to slow it down. And then the other advice F-Factor gives is to do less cardio 
and do more weight resistant activity. That weight resistant activity builds muscle, which is what you're yeah, doing. I agree with that. Um, and therefore, that combination, it's, it's a right punch, left punch. It's like you're keeping your metabolism working effectively by eating all this fiber. You're going to build more muscle mass. And those two things are going to rev up your metabolism. So our clients don't ever plateau on that factor. And more importantly than that plateau, which often happens on a low-calorie diet, like you lose weight, lose weight, then all of a sudden you stop because yeah. body kicks into self-preservation mode, the metabolism slop, stops or slows down, um, rather. And the other thing is it's it's one of the reasons that most people fail to keep weight off. Once they, you know, they go off these diets, they feel they've damaged their metabolism. I've right. heard this so many times. So with F-Factor, you can lose weight week after week after week systematically, but the best part is, you can keep it off because you've not slowed down your metabolism. But but you but that means that you have to stay on the diet forever. Well, it's right? not a diet. Exactly. I, well, but that's the point. I I do not believe in short-term solutions if you are looking for permanent results. The idea that people go on and off diets is why the diet industry has failed us. The idea that you're going to do something temporarily when right, you want absolutely. the byproduct to be permanent is the most illogical thing in the world. I don't know anyone who wants to lose weight temporarily. I don't know anyone that wants to get healthy temporarily. Yet we subscribe to these diet plans that we know are going to be short-lived because they're too restrictive, they're not sustainable, they're not lifestyle-driven. F-Factor's premise is all about lifestyle, which is why I overshare my entire life with people. Mm -hmm. You know, And if you follow me on social, you'll see that I show my travels, I show dining out, I show family meals, I show cocktails. Because I've been in private practice for 20 years, I understand the importance of, of something being lifestyle-driven in order for someone to really adopt it. My patients have worked really hard for their lifestyles. Mm -hmm. They don't want to compromise that because they want to look good. No one wants to give up traveling or dining out because they want to lose weight. No one wants to give up cocktails because they want to lose weight. F-Factor allows you to change your life without compromising your lifestyle. So the idea is, I have to eat this way forever? Well, only if you want the weight loss to be permanent, mm -hmm. or only if you want the health benefits to be permanent. You cannot do something temporarily and expect the byproduct to be permanent. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So are you saying though, so that a factor, quote unquote, diet <laughs> is not a low calorie diet? 
It, well, it, it is a low-calorie diet. So well, then how can someone maintain such a low-calorie diet for the rest of their lives? Well, there's, there's step one, step two, and maintenance. So okay. there's a maintenance, which is what I've been on for 20 years. I'm not losing weight year after year after year. I'm maintaining my weight at this point. F-Factor on step one will help you get to your goal weight. Okay. And once you get to your goal weight, you go over to maintenance. And maintenance is going to be a higher caloric intake, but it will, it will match your needs. So you're going to be eating enough to maintain your weight. And if you ever feel that you're having too many mindful indulgences and the weight's creeping up, then you go back to a step one. So mm-hmm. I, I, I always, I keep saying I always, and I, I keep saying I always because no one, I joke, no one does that factor better than Tanya Zuckerbrot. Like I'm not just the founder, I'm also the customer. Like I use this program. A, because both my parents are overweight, so it allows me to manage my weight. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Love <laughs> you both. Um, but we struggle with weight in my family, you know, so yeah. my weight and my health is very much a choice. My father has had, has cardiovascular disease. He's had renal disease. Like, yeah. So it's, F factor for me is a solution for weight management. It's a solution for, my mom has very high cholesterol, which I received from her genetically, you know, mm. I was predisposed to it. And when I was in my 20s, they wanted to put me on a statin drug, which is a medication to lower cholesterol. And I was like, no, like, uh, first of all, in my 20s, I'm studying nutrition. Like, it's such a bad look. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be on medicine. And thanks to F-Factor, I've never had to go on a statin. And last but not least, ever since college, I've been constipated. Like, I remember being at University of Michigan, yeah. going to nutrition. I'm like, I can't go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And she said, fruits, vegetables, water, and exercise. But I did those things. It was not enough. And thanks to F-Factor. I can evacuate every day, <laughs> and that's important because, you know, I joke, like, when you're constipated, I don't care how thin you are, you still feel bloated, distended, and gross. Like, huge. you feel, you don't yeah. want to be in a bathing suit. But more than that, like, when you're constipated, you feel like, I don't know what we could You can, cre- okay. you can say fuck so, all okay. you want. <laughs> I'll let you say that, but, you know, you feel like shit because yeah. you're full of shit. Like, yeah. shit is toxic, guys. Same with urine. It's like, that's how your body filters toxins out of the body through defecation and urination. Like, that's how we detox. So I always say, fiber is nature's detox because it, it pulls toxins out of the body. With fiber, though, you need to make sure you drink a lot of water, right? Otherwise, Absolutely. it does constipate you. Too. Yes. If So... One of the questions I get most often is, is there such a thing as too much fiber? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I want to answer that, but then I definitely want to share with you like why fiber and how it works. I think that science, we, I sort of jumped around the glycogen storage capacity. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> I sort of put the cart before the horse. But um, there is no upper limit to fiber intake that's defined by any medical community. Like there are certain vitamins that are toxicity levels with fiber. There's no upper limits. In fact, there are like tribes like in the world, like the Hazda tribe that eats 120 grams of fiber per day. Um, mm-hmm. In the United States, we're getting around 10 to 13 grams per day. We are in a fiber deficit, which has to do with um, the advancements in technology. And we've refined all our foods. You know, we used yeah. to eat more whole foods, and now our, many foods are processed. Luckily, there is a return, thankfully, to eating more whole foods. But there was a time where, you know, cornflakes and Wonder Bread and fruit right. juice. It's like all bleached. It, it, was, it was just all the, all the fiber was taken out. So Americans went from eating fiber to having no fiber. And they have many graphs that show this, that as our fiber intake as a nation went down, there's direct correlation between obesity and disease states going up. It's mm-hmm. completely an inverse because we know that fiber keeps you full, can help you to manage your weight, and fiber has so many health benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, so with fiber, there's no danger of eating too much because you're ingesting something that's indigestible. You eat it and then, now I know I could say the word shit, you (laughs) shit it out. But if you don't combine it with enough fluids, it can harden and that's when people get impacted. Right. The other thing I would say, which is not a danger, it's just discomfort. If you add too much fiber too quickly and your body's not used to it, you can get 
gas, bloated, dis distension. So if you are new to F-factor or if you're thinking about adding fiber into your diet, do it slowly. I say start with five grams, then go mm -hmm. to 10. Make sure you're drinking three liters of water once you get up to the recommended 35 grams. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask, like how much water per like three liters. grams of fiber? So I wouldn't say, I would say the average American, if it, the recommendation is for women to get 25 to 30 grams um, per day. That's like the recommendation. And therefore, the average American you always hear, you should drink eight cups of water a day. Mm -hmm. So since I'm telling you to have more fiber than that, I ask you to add another liter. It's like four more cups. So it's just, it's not that much more, but it's enough to make sure to ensure that you're not going to get impacted. Okay. Um, I still want to go back to the, step, the steps. Yes, <laughs> so like, I just want to... Am I, am really, I dodging this? No, it's okay. I just want to understand <laughs> yes. like, what is it that people are eating through the steps? How much of it? Because I, I totally understand. Like if you... If you lower your carbs, increase your protein, like lower your total carbs. But if you're saying, I get it, the net, like I get, I totally, I've been on every diet on the planet. Like if you do all of that, but then you lose the weight, your weight, and then you're maintaining, you go to your maintenance. What are you do? What are you eating in the maintenance phase that's keeping you, keeping your weight off? Like how, how many total carbs? I know you're saying net, but even still, like, is it lower than, a, is it 50? Because that's still kind of low. I just want to know no, it's exactly yeah, what okay. people people are expected to be. Sure. So what they expect, even when they go through the journey, because they're signing up, if you're saying you're signing up for, you're not for signing life. up for a diet, you're signing up for life. So what can yeah. they expect? Okay. Um, so um, there's so many parts to this question I could like talk to you all day. <laughs> there's so much to share, but I'm going to answer this very directly and then I'm going to sort of yeah. uh, backtrack. Step one is 35 grams of net carb per day okay. and 35 grams of fiber. Step two is 75 grams of net carb per day, which will still force, force the body to burn fat for fuel and you're still getting 35 grams of fiber. Step three is maintenance. And maintenance is not like this definite number. It's, it's the rest of your life. So it's around anywhere from 35 grams, because some days you're going to do an easy step one. Other days you're going to be a lot higher, 100 yeah. grams of carbs per day. The idea of the word diet, and when you, you, know, when you first said you eat this way forever, the word diet, and you'll probably find this interesting, <laughs> it's the most misused word totally, yeah. in the English vernacular. If you were to crack open Webster's Dictionary and look up the word diet, well, it, it simply means a pattern of eating for man or mammal. Nowhere does it talk about caloric restriction or weight loss. That's why there are vegan diets. There are kosher diets. Right. Those yeah. are diets you adhere to for the rest of your life. So when people say you eat the F-factor way forever, I'm like, yes, because it's a philosophy. The same way being kosher is a philosophy, being vegan is a philosophy. F-factor is a philosophy, which is combining fiber and protein every meal to improve your health. And the weight loss is a byproduct. Mm -hmm. It's a philosophy. And therefore... Why would I do that temporarily if I understand and I'm going to learn and all F factor? I think the reason F factor is so sticking, if you, you see the community, it's because these people are educated. And I always say, once this information resonates with you on a cognitive level, you can't unsee it. And once you're educated, that's where the buy-in happens. You're not eating this way because Tanya told you to. You're eating this way because it makes so much sense. And obviously, it's effective. I mean, you're seeing the byproduct. So... When I, I understand what you want to get to, like, what do you eat? But let me first explain, like, why fiber? Or, or just, like, not really what do you eat. But, like, if you're saying it's, like, 45 or to 75 plus 35, it's still kind of a low amount of carbs. It's You know what I mean? Because like one you're cup not of used to eating high-fiber carbs. So if you're eating carbs, if you're only thinking, I'm doing a low-carb diet, which many low-carb diets are going to feel low in carbs, fiber gives you carbs. Yeah. So it's, I'm eating two huge Belgian waffles. 
it would look like 200 grams of carbs, but it's three net carb. I get to eat uh, mac and cheese. I get to have uh, jalapeno and cheddar biscuits. Like F factor gives you carbs. That's what I was saying. It's not the total carb. It's that fiber is the indigestible part. So most low carb diets, you're eating vegetables and protein and fat. And that's why that doesn't seem sustainable to you because you want to eat carbs. Like who doesn't want to go to Italy and eat pasta? Who doesn't want to go to France and have a baguette? And on F Factor, you can eat those foods. You can eat them during weight loss because we encourage you to add in more carbs on step two and certainly on maintenance. Mm -hmm. Maintenance allows for mindful indulgences and the three-bite rule, which you can apply to any food. So I think that's why when when you're – The three-bite rule (laughs) is that you can have three bites of anything without interfering with weight loss. It comes down to frequency and quantity, but it's based on a study Mm -hmm. um, that found that if no matter what the item is, that the first bite and the last bite always rate the highest for satiety. So they did a study where they gave people um, Snickers bars, and one was like the mini one that you got on Halloween, then there was the regular, and then the king size. And they asked subjects to rate satiety, which is the amount of satisfaction you feel psychologically and physiologically from eating a food. And whether it was three bites, six bites, or 12 bites, the first and last bite always rated the highest, which Uh makes sense. The first bite's the best, like, oh, this is so good, 10. And then as it goes along, it sort of gets a little bit boring. So it's like still good, eights, but... Also, in the last bite, you rate really high again mm-hmm. because it's the last one. It's I always joke, it's like when the DJ's like, last song, everyone's like, oh, better dance right now. It's <laughs> last song. So I've applied that to F-Factor because I don't believe that any food, there's no such thing as good or bad foods. There's some foods that are more nutrient-dense than others. There's some foods that put more weight on than others. But all foods can fit into a well-balanced diet. So if you want cake, have three bites. You want some pasta, you're trying to lose weight, then have three bites. It, that's not going to interfere like with three your, forks or three bites. <laughs> three forks. <laughs> three, three, no, three, three, three bites. Okay, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, no, it's a great question, though. Um, but ultimately, I think that's where F Factor feels very liber- li- liberating because it doesn't feel punitive. Because when you understand the science, you understand even why three bites of something is not going to interfere with weight loss. Okay. Do you feel though, like, do you don't feel that it creates this kind of like fear of carbs, like once you're F-Factor has four disruptive principles. You get to eat carbs from day one, dine out from day one, drink cocktails from day one, and work out. We we joke it's less, but it's work out smarter. This country has created a reliance on cardio for weight management, and it has failed us. We have more gyms in this nation than any nation in the world, and we are the fattest nation in the world. So I'm trying to get people to shift from five days of cardio to two to three days of weight-resistant activity. So that's where the workout less, but it really means smarter and get a better return. Yeah, There is no fear of carbs on F-Factor. I need to bring you in. I need you to (laughs) understand. You will go to social, and you will see we have like this amazing F-Factor community. And the recipes are all carbs. It's waffles. It's pancakes. It's muffins. It's all natural foods, by the way. Fiber is all natural. This is not fake food. This right, is no, I real whole food. Our, our followers are learning how to eat carbs without weight gain. The more fiber in a carb, the fewer net carb. So it's not a fear of carb. It's actually it's learning how to eat carbs so you don't have to give them up because so many low-carb diets may be effective. But without the fiber, you're not eating foods like pancakes, waffles, muffins, biscuits, mac and cheese. You're, you're just eating protein and vegetables. And mm-hmm. that is not sustainable. So an F-factor, you get to eat carbs from day one, delicious carbs that you could never dream you could eat while trying to lose weight or maintain your weight. You get to dine out from day one because lifestyle was so important. Japanese, Chinese, Indian. I mean, there's not a cuisine or a country in the world you cannot go to. And I show this on like you, you go, You can go out and eat. From day one. Give me an example. Give me an example of, uh, let's say you're going to an Italian restaurant. So I would have a tricolore salad with 
Parmesan okay. cheese. Yeah. Or I would have a minestrone. And then I would follow it with my favorite is shrimp and calamari fra diavolo. And I'd get a side of vegetables. So and no, I could have two or three glasses of red wine. Three. Oh, okay. sure. <laughs> <laughs> if well, it's that kind of nice. That's because that was a work day. <laughs> but you're, but you're, you're opting out of pot, like pasta, though, because it has on a lot. On step one. But if I'm on maintenance on F-Factor, so you learn that your glycogen stores have a limited capacity. If I'm trying to burn fat for fuel, I want to keep my net carbs low. I tend to front load my day with my carbohydrates and not leave them for dinner because after dinner, if carbs are fuel, yeah. and you understand right. that, no, no, what yeah. are you doing after dinner? You're going to bed, right? Or you're going to go home and watch TV. I mean, I don't know, unless you're going to go work out like an athlete, like you don't eat carbs at night. So this is just a great habit for anyone, like eat carbs for what they're supposed to be used for, which is energy. Other than that, it's just enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So I get it. I love carbs. Yeah. And that's why F-Factor allows carbs. And I've been thoughtful, like, how do we get people to eat carbs, but not have them gain the weight? And that's mm-hmm. where fiber became like this miraculous nutrient because yeah. fiber keeps you full. It's in carbohydrates, but it cannot be digested. It has no calories. Okay. So ha- so let's say somebody's listening now and they, let's say they can't afford to be to buy the products or be a client. Let's say they can't even buy a book. What what could they add to their diet naturally occurring that has a lot of fiber besides like the crackers um, that's in naturally occurring foods? Um, if they don't buy the book, do not do F-factor. <laughs> no, okay. and I really mean that. It's I am not here to just tell you to eat more fiber if you don't understand the science that supports it. F-Factor is based on science. And the book, you can get it used on Amazon for $1.99, or you can go to the library and get it for free. Okay. If you are not willing to invest in becoming educated, this is not the right program for you. You're going to add fiber to a diet that I'm not controlling otherwise. I cannot say that if you have an unhealthy diet, you're just going to eat more fiber, that it's going to lead to weight management, because F-Factor is a formula. Mm-hmm. So. That I really feel very strongly about. Um, F-Factor has products. You do not need to buy products to do F-Factor. In fact, please don't buy my products if you have not read the book because they are just tools. What I see myself as an educator more than just a dietitian. I want to teach people how their body works. I want to empower you with that knowledge so that you can make decisions that honor your intentions to look and feel your best. F-Factor is not punitive. It's not restrictive. It should not compromise your lifestyle. It should liberate you from all the noise you've heard. Low carb without fiber is effective, but you're going to feel hungry. And it's not sustainable. It's just not. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not even going to mention other diets or plans because I don't believe you should push other things down to bring yourself up. So I'll just talk about facts. You can go low carb with high fiber, and that's the beauty of it. Fiber has no carb. So when people are just doing... I don't want to say the word. <laughs> you could say, whatever, uh, keto? The keto or paleo. <laughs> and you know what? It's like no one owns them. They're just theories. Yeah. So I guess. Um, They've been around. That Yes, of course. That fiber, It's you can almost follow that same program and put fiber in because it's not going to impact the carbs at all. So that is like what people need to understand is that low carb without fiber is not sustainable. Low carb with fiber will become a lifestyle. You'll eat carbs from day one, you will burn fat for fuel, and you'll be able to maintain your weight for the rest of your life. You mentioned earlier that protein is is an element in this. How much protein are you yeah. prescribing? So protein's essential because, you know, the same way that, you know, you want a balance of all three nutrients. Too much carb isn't good, too much protein isn't good, too much fat isn't good, and on the other hand, not enough carb isn't good, not yeah. enough protein isn't good, not enough fat. So mm-hmm. F-factor, make sure that you're eating protein, fats, and carbs from day one. So protein, um, we recommend for women three to four ounces of protein per meal. And men, because they're larger and have greater muscle mass, they get six to eight um, ounces per meal. If you do not eat enough protein, 
um, you end up losing muscle mass during the weight loss journey. And that's not good because A, muscle regulates metabolism, but B, you store carbs in your muscle. So if you are if you are shrinking your muscle mass, and that happens, by the way, just through the natural aging process, beginning at age 30, women lose half a pound of muscle per year, that if you're shrinking your tank, remember I said it's like you think about a car and it has like a tank yeah. that holds gas. Mm -hmm. So if every year your tank is shrinking, that means as you get older, you have to limit your carbon take. Other than that, you're going to gain weight. So mm -hmm. my solution is rely on a weight resistant activity to get that muscle back that you're losing through age so you can maintain muscle mass, which is important for bone density. It's important for regulating metabolism, but it's super important for having glycogen storage capacity, which is where you store carbohydrate. So F-Factor ensures that it's not just fiber, but it's fiber and protein at every meal. And then you get six servings of fat per day on step one. And then step two goes more. Okay. So do you feel that like people are full on that? Well, because they're eating the fiber. It's But if they weren't eating enough fiber, they would definitely be hungry. You're yes. saying on that. But um, if yep, you understand how much protein you need, F-Factor is giving you more than what you actually okay. need. We eat way too much protein in this country. And for any of your listeners who want to know how much protein do I need, just go online and just say, how much protein do I need? Question mark calculator and put that into your Google search. And there's so many calculators that will put that will show up. Yeah. And you put in your anthropometrics, your height, your weight, your age, and your sex. And that shows you your protein needs. I need approximately like 90 grams of protein per day. So if I'm getting 20 grams, 20 grams, 20, 20 grams, that's 80 grams. Some women who are not active need only 50 grams per day. Mm -hmm. So you're getting more than what you need with F-Factor. It's just in this country, we way overeat protein, which leads to excess caloric intake. And it's just, there's only so much you can absorb per meal anyway. Yeah, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y.com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I just want to ask you a question because you're talking about diets before and the word diet. And I totally agree with you. It's, it's used incorrectly, but I still continue to do it. <laughs> we um, all do. <laughs> but so what, so let's say we're using the wrong term of diet. How how do you feel now that the kind of the world culture is going towards this anti-diet mentality um, with like intuitive eating and like if you're on it, if you're on a quote unquote diet, you're definitely like you're still kind of in this prison. <laughs> how do you um, like what, what's your answer to that? How do you feel about it? Um, 
I don't feel I'm in a prison at all. I've never <laughs> felt more liberated in my entire life. Um, I don't ever feel restricted. I can dine out anywhere in the world. I can go to any restaurant at any time. I can enjoy cocktails as often as frequently as I want. Um, and of course, you know, it's, it's it's drinking responsibly, but it's the opposite. I think when people think about dieting, it's punitive restrictive programs uh, in that are not sustainable. And then they lose weight, then they gain it back. And that's the frustration with dieting. My issue with intuitive eating is that we live in an obesogenic environment. Living in the United States, you are destined to become fat. Foods are processed. Uh, portions are overserved. So what's intuitive eating? I, I, I meet people. No one knows how to eat properly. And when you say, well, Tanya, it's like when you're full. No one, we're, we're always hungry. And it's because, as I said, food's so omnipresent. So there are very few people that know how to intuitively eat. And it's a byproduct of being overserved, having food readily available 24-7. It's, it's not that I don't think that intuitive eating would be wonderful. Like, that'd mm-hmm. be great. But I don't know many people that intuitively know how they should be eating for health. And therefore, when I think about dieting, I don't think that I, I hate diets. I think diets, as I said, are temporary solutions. I've been in this space for 20 years. I've helped thousands of people lose weight, but more importantly, keep it off. And mm-hmm. that's like where I speak with so much pride and authority and passion is because I am I care about the human experience. I mean, to know me well, and you heard me at the UJ, so mm-hmm. you know my heart is, I, I think it's big. You know, it's like I care so much about people. It would be so grossly irresponsible of me to help people to lose weight in a way that somehow compromises their lifestyle or puts them in a prison or makes them (laughs) feel powerless. It's the opposite. It's like my whole mission in life is to free you from the shackles of dieting and to do that through education. And that's why education is literally the the foundation of everything that I believe in. And that's why I say, like, don't just start eating more fiber. That's not going to be a solution for you. Please pick up the book. As I said, it's $1.99 used on Amazon, or if that's even cost prohibitive, go to the library and get it out for free. But please don't even think about doing F-Factor until you invest in that in that piece of the equation. And to me, it's like, it would be like anything in life. It's like, I don't believe in doing things halfway. So I, if, if, for you to say F-Factor worked or didn't work, like there are steps. And Mm-hmm. Ed- being educated is just, I think, the most important one because then you're empowered. It's not because Tanya said. it's It just becomes really logical to you. Yeah. And I think that's why people are so passionate about it. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with intuitive eating, I mean, it's very idealistic, but the 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 premise is basically that, like, you've it's usually for people who have been on a diet their whole life. Um, they've restricted so much they don't actually know what they like. So they're, they have a strong fear of food. Yeah. So... But I think the real way to do it is with like a therapist or like some like a professional. But I agree with you. It's very impossible just to do like especially with a lot of people who have been on diets. They're very afraid of gaining weight. So and it usually is a byproduct of it. So yes. I and mean, I think what you're speaking about is really like sort of a smaller percent of the population are people who really have had that kind of overly restrictive history of food. I think most people that yeah. most middle America are people that just eat poorly mm-hmm. and are overweight. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, my message is not directed to people who have struggled with eating disorders. And even though we definitely have helped so many people actually tell us through F Factor, they finally have food freedom. They finally are learning how their bodies work. They're learning to honor their bodies. But our messaging is not directed to that percent of the population. We are speaking to an audience of people that are struggling with their weight. They want to look and feel their best. They want to get healthy and they don't know how to do it. And therefore, my job is to educate them and say, look, this is how the body works. This is not, once again, my intellectual property. I always see myself as sort of like the conduit 
from the science lab to the lay people. It's like, don't shoot, don't shoot the messenger, you know? But that's my, my, my philosophy um, is one that if you understand why you're doing something, you are much more likely to stick with it than if someone's dictating orders to you. You're doing it because you want to. You're doing it because it makes sense to you. And my belief is that if you understand the why and you're seeing the byproduct and you're not suffering mm-hmm. it's, it, and you value the outcome, then why would you not maintain that? As I said, like if you know that you could eat carbs from day one, dine out, enjoy cocktails and work out smarter and lose weight without hunger and improve your health, wouldn't you want to sign up for that? But in the, in the maintenance, are you supposed to still be filling out everything you're eating? Or are you supposed to know? I've been doing this for 20 years. And it's not because I'm the founder. But I've had clients I've been seeing for 10 clients. years. Yeah, I have clients who come in literally like for like their, you know, biweekly checkup the way you would with like any medical professional. No, it's, it becomes intuitive. And that's what, so what's interesting. I didn't think about that. because I, But it is. It's eating this way becomes second nature. And I always say like when, when, you eat the F-factor way, you become a creature of habit. And the, the, the knowledge, it's like, do you have to take out a calculator to add one plus one? No. No, you got that, right? So after, and, but at the- But you fir- can't d- dumb it down to that, to that but amount. I, but I really can because ultimately you understand that the combination of fiber and protein at every meal is going to impose a calorie cap on your day. It just happens because of the volume. You know, mm-hmm. you're also, I don't give you free amounts of protein. Like it's, these things become really second nature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm going to get to some questions okay. that people asked us. Um, okay. Tanya, what is your relationship with food like? With food? I love it. Um, I wanted to become a chef. And I think that is so um, visible when you see me, you know, on social media, in the kitchen, like, 60% of the time with my family in the Hamptons on weekends, always cooking, always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it is so important to me that food tastes good. I believe that that's where diets, where they've delivered like tasteless food, have felt so punitive and restrictive and not sustainable. And that's been my goal. That's why like, you see so much creativity with F Factor that we are constantly, every single week, bringing you so many new res- recipes. And where do you think they come from? My kitchen. I have two books. I developed every single recipe. So my relationship with food is, I think, extremely healthy. I think I think of food as fuel. I think of food as an opportunity to get healthier. It's enjoyment for me. It's friends. It's family. It's social. It's delicious. Um, Do you think you have any, any emotional attachment to any type of food? Yeah, because food has always been a really important part of my life. And mm-hmm. I grew up in the kitchen with, cooking with my mom and my grandma. So, of course, I have an emotional attachment to food. Um, you know, my mom's Colombian, and I grew up eating empanadas. So I can't eat an empanadas without <laughs> thinking about, you know, my Colombian heritage. Or my grandma Claire, who I dedicated both my, you know, books to. Um, she taught me all her recipes. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think that that's the beauty of food. And you, and you want to have an emotional um, relationship with food. Not an unhealthy emotional relationship, but I don't believe that you should just eat to live or live to eat. I think there's something really beautiful in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what is, be honest, what is the hardest part of it, F-Factor? Um, I guess the hardest part would be having to be mindful of portion sizes of protein. I think that is a struggle for people. We have been overserved protein for so many years, and I call this portion distortion, that 
you know, you go to a steak restaurant, you can get 32-ounce porterhouse, a petite <laughs> fillet is 12 ounces. You go out for dinner and you get bronzino, it's two pieces. You're like, well, it's just fish, but it's 12 ounces. So yeah. I think that's a struggle for people is to make that shift. And that's why we say vegetables are your free food. In order to offset the hunger that you think would be present by cutting back on protein, eat those vegetables. Vegetables are free on F-Factor. Um, so I think that would be, um, I think that's, that can be challenging for some people is to eat less protein because we've been encouraged if it's chicken or fish to eat as much as we want. It's a free food. Um, and number two, um, I guess, you know, and this is funny, but some people say it feels like a lot of food, even though we're giving you. Really? Yeah. yeah. Because okay. I, it's like, you'll see people like, do I have to eat both? I'm like, yes, I need you to get all your fiber in. Okay. A lot of people fiber, are used yeah. to skipping meals, you know, breakfast or their snack and they because they're so used to caloric restriction and they think if I cut that out so sometimes like people say like it just feels like a lot I'm like yeah but before you weren't eating enough to lose weight because mm-hmm. it was the wrong food so I think that could be a struggle and maybe getting adjusted to fiber okay is the method like are you are you prescribing people to just to eat like plain kind of fiber like the gg crackers and all of that or is that or is there like can you enjoy the fiber that you're eating <laughs> I mean, I hope you're enjoying everything you're eating. If you're not enjoying it, don't eat it. If you don't like Gigi crackers, don't eat them. I do not own the Gigi company. It's not my no, brand. And it's like a Scandinavian. Yes. Yeah. And the reason that it became such an important part of F-Factor was when I was looking for my diabetic patients to get fiber without carbs because diabetics who are insulin dependent need to be very thoughtful about what carbs they get. Um, I found it in the health food store. It was on the bottom shelf covered in dust. I went over and I picked it up and I looked at the label. I was like, oh, this is so cool. This has a ton of fiber and it's low in carb. So um, that's why it became a part of F-Factor, but by no means do you have to eat GG crackers to get fiber. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so excited now that, you know, we launched this F-Factor powder. It's all natural. It's two ingredients. It's fiber and protein. Um, We're able to make foods like waffles and pancakes and muffins and biscuits and mac and cheese, like foods that would seem so decadent. So the idea of having to eat Gigi's is not, if you like them, please eat them, but that's not the program. It's not Mm -hmm. eat a dry cardboard cracker and lose weight. And in fact, (laughs) if you are my client and you're like, I don't like them, my response to you is don't eat them because once again, don't do anything temporarily expecting the byproduct to be permanent. So if you're only eating something that you don't enjoy to lose weight, as soon as you get to your goal weight, what's going to happen? you're going to go back to all your old habits and you're going to gain all the weight back. So well, yeah. I only want you adopting habits from day one that you believe will become permanent. Okay. I mean, on that note, when you said you gain all the weight back, do you, somebody asked, does your diet create disordered eating habits? Like I said, fear of carbs. I hope not. Um, do, you, do you have any clients that ever, that you feel like, oh, I need to make sure this person isn't going the wrong direction? Like, I feel like with me or anybody who's counting constantly, you get, become a little obsessed with food. You know what I mean? Or just losing weight or you just, it, it creates a fear. So I just want to. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like most of the questions you've been asking me are very directed in this one space about like food of fear, overcounting. And I have to say, it's really not something that we run into at F-Factor because our our whole message is about empowering people with knowledge. Mm-hmm. So the fear of something, fear typically comes from not being informed. We fear what we don't know. We fear what we don't understand. And, and that's fear. So to me, our clients are so informed, they don't fear anything. I feel that these questions are coming from people who don't know the program or have not done the program or have not read the book because to get close to our clients or the Mm -hmm. audience, 
there is such an overwhelming feeling of empowerment, of being educated. That is where the hashtag smart girls eat fiber came from, smart guys eat fiber. I didn't want to dictate this information to anyone. I wanted to educate, and through education comes empowerment. And this way, you're eating this way because it makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. So the idea of fear, of overcounting, I have to say, like, these questions are almost surprising to me because I've been in this space for 20 years, and that's not really the questions I receive from our audience. Um, or that I really encounter because it's more like um, once you sort of understand it, it's, it's just the opposite. It's so liberating. It's like, what? I will never forget Katie Couric, who I think is one of the smartest women. She sat through the F-Factor education. Mm-hmm. And she actually said to me when I was done showing her about net carbs and glycogen stores, why didn't anyone ever explain it like this? <laughs> Quote, unquote. She's the best, by okay, the way. But that wasn't a question like, wow, this seems scary, Tanya. I feel like it's almost like, this light bulb goes off. Like, this is so logical. Why well, didn't anyone that, explain it? I think the it? science behind it is definitely logical, no doubt. I feel like it's more so just the counting and the... and The, the counting is something that and happens. And the removing. The, count, the removing, see, but with F-Factor, I always say we create a caloric deficit through addition, not through omission. Mm-hmm. Most diets create a caloric deficit through omission. You're cutting something out. Our focus is not on what you're cutting out. It's what you're adding in. Right. So many people don't eat breakfast. You're going to start eating breakfast. Many people don't eat a snack. You're going to have a snack. Uh, you're not cutting out carbs. You're having carbs from day one. You're having the right carbs. You're not cutting out protein. You're just monitoring how much protein you're eating and hopefully focusing on lean sources. You're not cutting out fat, but you're managing your fat. There are very few people who could eat what they want whenever they want and look how they want. Absolutely. There are very few people who could spend what they want and then have money for retirement. It's almost illogical and immature to be like, but I want to eat that. I'm like, then go ahead and eat it, but you can't expect to then look how you want because most people, unfortunately, are not genetically predisposed to being able to do that. You know, I look this way because I eat a certain way, not because I'm lucky. And there is, of course, 5% of the population that, you know, can spend whatever they want and they'll always have <laughs> money, 5% who can eat whatever they want, but most of us have to work for it and be mindful. Um, so I guess... I, I hope that answers. No, the I think question. that you have very good answers. Um, one more question from a person. Don't worry, it's not a scary one. What self care do you use outside of working out? Um, I try to meditate, not as frequently as I want. And I think the number one thing I do um, is express gratitude to God. My relationship to God is very important to me, and I believe that gratitude is really at the root of happiness and lack of is really at the root of unhappiness. And the more grateful you are, the happier you tend to be. So I start off every day being grateful. And I whisper in my husband's ear, thank you, God, because I'm so grateful for him and the life that we have. And every night we go to bed and we both whisper in each other's ear, thank you, God. So I think that's what grounds me. It's what brings me joy. It's what keeps me connected to God, recognizing that my blessings come from God. Um, And yeah, it's what keeps me joyful. Yeah, on the panel, and I did notice you talked about, I mean, we were at UGA, but I was, ple- I was like happy to hear that coming from you. Yeah, That doesn't just happen at UGA. Yeah. Um, that's my life. God is very important to me, and um, I'm a very spiritual person, and I talk a lot about that in my messaging. And F-Factor to me is a tool. It is mm-hmm. a tool to look and feel your best without compromising your lifestyle. But life is so much more than just your weight. Life is so much more even, I don't want to say than your health, because without health, you have nothing. But my whole mission is to empower people to live their best lives. And my favorite saying is, don't settle for mediocrity where greatness can exist. That is my company's message. It's be your best self. 
And you're like, well, Tanya, what's mediocre? Well, that's for you to define. That's not for me to impose on you. We all have standards of excellence and integrity. And I just want you to live up to them. So my point is that I think if I can empower people to at least look and feel their best, improve their health, then once that is there and present, then they can start working on other parts of their life. Because if you don't have health, you don't have anything. And many of us, when we don't feel our best or look our best, it's, it's sort of hard to find joy in other things. We tend to be less confident, less social, less happy. Uh, you know, so I, I, I want people to understand that you are so much more than a number on the scale that that is a very small piece of it. Ultimately, we're all the architects of our lives. And it's for you to design the life you want to lead. Does it include career, friends, um, hobbies, travel? That's up to you. And then once you sort of design that life, insert yourself in it. And what does that person look like? What does that person sound like? And that's just not just about appearance, but what's your character? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are your values? So that's sort of my mission is to empower people to live their best lives. And F-Factor is just a tool to help you to learn how to manage your weight without hunger, without compromising your joy. Okay, so right now we're going to go to our non-scale win section so our audience um someone from our audience submitted their non-scale win today basically just a it's a victory that you have that doesn't have anything to do with stepping on the scale hi aileen and sammy i've been a huge fan of you both since listening to your first four episodes on a bus back from boston and thinking you sounded exactly like all my camp friends from long island great (laughs) and now i legit message sammy every sunday after listening and have my dad and stepmom on the batches train also um my non-scale win for this past week is conquering my completely irrational fear and personal rule i made for myself that i can't eat on travel days I was in I was in LA and got a big smoothie about an hour and a half before my flight and on my way home stopped into one of those terminal restaurants and got a veggie wrap and a soup. Given the fact that I literally would not put a single bite of food in my mouth and anytime I took a plane or long bus or train trip, this was a big one for me. As my therapist said, remember this feeling. So thank you for all that you guys have done. It's nice. I just you can hear from like the people who write in they do have that's I think a lot of people have like fear around food and that's why I'm sure so many of the questions came from that. And um, because there, there are a lot of people who email us, like they listen to this podcast and they feel they, they've he- the, the part of it has healed because we tell them like you can eat more, you can be a little bit more liberated. Like you said, freedom is everything, especially when it comes to your relationship with eating. So, um, and I think that's my whole message. Like when I hear that, my heart actually, I'm, I'm so happy it's a victory of sorts, but yeah, no, that it's, kind of that to me, that need to have to be so um, almost restrictive or defined. Absolutely, this comes so, from from. A but long that's so antithetical to everything that I proselytize. F factor is about enabling you to make decisions at every meal that honor your intentions, look and feel your best. It so the idea of restriction. It's it's not even part of my like the way that we speak at F Factor. So, um, I, I think that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is recognizing that so many people are byproducts of really poor diet advice, of a lot of information in the media that sends people down ra- rabbit holes. You know, nutrition's a very young science. There are trends. Eat this, don't eat that. It's confusing. We try things. They may work in the short term, but because they're not created to really be sustainable, we can't stick with it forever. Then we gain the weight back. And it mm-hmm. can cause, you know, this sort of push-pull and fear of food. 
I think that's why we say like through education comes empowerment. Like stop the noise, learn how your body works. Mm -hmm. And once you do, you'll understand that F factor is just a philosophy that's really honoring anatomy, physiology, and it's going to give you the tools you need so that you can make educated decisions that will result in you looking and feeling your best without having to give up your social life, dining out, cocktails, and you're eating yummy foods. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so I, I guess, you know, that's what keeps me going every day is hopefully to really change people's relationship with food, but for the better. What's your non-scale one this week? <laughs> Um, I'm obsessed with my dogs. I have two cockapoos, Henry and Hudson, and we joke, they're brothers, and we joke that one got more oxygen in the womb than the other. (laughs) And um, I like to teach them pet tricks. (laughs) Yeah. And Hudson was really slow to play dead, and I'm very proud to say that he finally nailed it. So um, that's my big win for the week. Nice. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. Go me. (laughs) Um, I decided to get him. Sammy, me, and um, Jordana, my three founders, we were on Sammy's bachelorette party in Aspen this last few days. We got stuck there overnight, and we were in such bad moods, but we decided to completely turn it around because we had to stay there overnight, and we made the best of it, and usually we would be like kind of negative, but we made the best of it. We bonded. We got massages. It was really the best, so that's my win. Nice. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an amazing podcast. I feel like people are going to really love it. You might get some emails. And is there anything else you want to add or? I mean, I guess, you know, my message is that um, my my life goal, my, you know, I've dedicated my entire career to spend 20 years. Um, It's just really to educate and inspire and ultimately to inspire each and every one of you to be the very best you can be. And in doing so, you should not feel that you have to suffer. Um, sacrifices sometimes are, are necessary, like in anything in life. No one gets to the corner office because they were the last one in and the first one to leave every day. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you need to create a value proposition for yourself. If you value the outcome, then it's going to be worth it for you. But I hope that F factor, because it is so liberating, you know, the principles, as I said, feel disruptive and counterintuitive eat carbs, dine out, Mm -hmm. enjoy cocktails, work out less. It almost feels too good to be true, but I encourage your listeners, try it, but please read the book first. Educate yourself before you just dive in blindly um, so that when you look back on it, um, you could say, I know why it worked and that's why I'm sticking with it. I love that. I totally agree with you about work ethic, just about everything. Like You have to have a strong one to actually achieve anything you want. So I really like that. So thank you so much. Where can people follow you? email to become a client potentially or um, do it on their own? So the best way um, to learn more is I would say to follow both brands on social. Um, it's at F underscore factor. Um, there's a lot of educational information there. So it's fun, like how to do step one, step two, a lot of visual mm-hmm. um, assets live on uh, F factors, Instagram. And then my stories really allow you to see how to live the F-Factor way because like I said, I live it. I live Mm -hmm. it, I breathe it. Um, So you get to follow me, my family, um, my colleagues, my friends, you know, how I go about my life living this way. And um, that is at Tanya Zuckerbrot. And then of course, you could always go to the website for um, more information, which is ffactor.com. Great, and buy the book. And buy the book. (laughs) Um, Well, everybody, please email us dst at betches.com if you have more questions for Tanya. DM us at Dicer tomorrow and go rate, review, subscribe. Let us know who else you want on the podcast. If you have more, like I said, more questions. And like me and Sammy always say, we're always with you through thick and thin. 
Diet Starts Tomorrow is hosted by Aileen Cooperman and Sammy Fishbein. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Our podcast producers are Mike Coscarelli, Sean Kilby, and Carly Rice. And artwork is by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram and email your questions and non-scale wins to dst at betches.com. Betches.